Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast 230 for March 20th. 2017. Today's guest is Lisa Ebersol, and I am your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. As such, I have some pretty diverse tastes in things, so on this podcast you could hear guests ranging from activists to musicians to pastors to authors, whatever strikes my fancy. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for a little over 11 years. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelheron.com, hit me up on social media everywhere as at michaelheron, leave a voicemail at 347-460-1753 or email mikeypod at gmail.com. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm a little under the weather. I don't, I feel like it's very apparent in my energy level right now. Maybe you can't hear it, but it's a little congested. I'm drinking tea, which I don't like to do because you, it automatically, you have to say a nice hot cup of tea. You can't just say I'm drinking. Actually, I did just say I'm drinking tea and I didn't say it's one of those weird things that drives me crazy. <laughs> this is a really dumb thing to start talking about. But is that does it bug you too when people say, "Oh, I went home and had a nice hot cup of tea." Just leave out the nice, and I think we're okay. So that's it. I'm going to keep this intro a little short. I do want to give you an update. The zine that I have uh, designed, I've writ- written, I wrote a story for it <laughs> called Glorious. The zine is printed. I'm going to start assembling it this week, and um, so Patreon supporters, you will be getting it. Oh man, what if I get it sent out by Friday? I have to finish the the song you're going to be downloading to go with it. Uh, yeah, I can, I'm going to do it by uh, Friday because I'm going out of town next Sunday. Again, too many details. It's actually Saturday that I'm going out of town. Anyway, uh, I'm super excited about that. I'm excited about putting this scene out there. I'm really proud of the story that I wrote that's in there. Um, and if you're not a subscriber on Patreon, A, why not? And B, uh, I'll probably be selling it too. There will be uh, signed and numbered copies of it. Only patrons get the signed and numbered versions, but the regular version will be on sale on my band camp for like five bucks or something. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I want to really talk about today. Let's get right to the interview. I'm really excited about today's interview. Uh, Lisa Ebersol, she has a web series called 37 Problems, which I just, just discovered last week. And then I immediately interviewed her. Uh, it's great. You gotta watch this show. Um, I said something weird to her in the beginning of the interview, and I don't know if it came out weird. You guys can tell me if it did come out weird. I think what I was trying to say was when I saw the description of the web series, I didn't think I was going to relate to it. And I also thought, this is the thing that I feel like is weird, because this is what I was thinking. And I'm wondering if it's some weird misogynistic sort of dude thing, which is weird because I'm a gay dude. I, I just think about this shit too much. <laughs> I didn't think I would relate to this series, but I did, and I loved it, uh, is really what the message was I was trying to say. So if you like this Always Free podcast or the many other things I create, tell a friend, leave a review, like, subscribe, all of those things, and especially, I'd love your support at patreon.com slash michaelherron, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff in exchange for as little as a dollar a month. And sincerely, like that dollar a month is great. <laughs> uh, I was talking to a friend on Patreon who's also on Patreon. He's like, I wish it was only a dollar a month. I don't want to go that far because I got some people giving me more than a dollar a month and I'm not going to argue with that either. But don't feel like a dollar a month is nothing. Like just having like a person be like, oh, your work is worth a dollar a month to me. That's great. Like I feel like that's really 
fantastic. So if you've been thinking of signing on to my Patreon page, don't let a dollar stop you. Anyway, oh my God, <laughs> I feel like I'm all over the place. Uh, so anyway, I'd love to connect with you there and I'd love your help in covering the expenses for this always free podcast and the other content I create everywhere. Enough about that. Today's guest, as I mentioned before, is Lisa Ebersol. Her plays have been produced off-Broadway and regionally. They include Baby, Mother, uh, which starred Buck Henry and Holland Taylor. Hello, uh, Brother, People That Die That Way. Uh, her films include a feature adaptation of Brother. I want to track down some of her films. I wonder if I can, like, I don't know. There's one called Puddin and 37 Problems, which I mentioned already, and it's pretty much what we're talking about in this interview. So before we get into the interview, as I always like to do, here's a little piece of music. This is from my friend Walker Lukens. I love this guy. This track is called Where is Thunder Road? It's from his upcoming EP, the name of which I did not write down, but I'll include a link to his website at MikeyPod.com. After this, we'll hear from Lisa. Thank you. 
Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you very much. Glad uh, to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm so happy. I just discovered the show yesterday, and um, I binge-watched the whole thing last night. It's great. It's just really good. Thank you so much. So can you tell us a little something about uh, the series, 37 Problems? Yeah, absolutely. It's about a single struggling screenwriter who finds out that she has one egg left and suddenly has to find a guy or freeze her eggs or do nothing and live sort of a different life than she imagined. It's great. Like when I, when I heard the premise, I was a little like, oh no, but like, it's so (laughs) like, well, it's hilarious and it's moving in all the right ways. And, you know, like some uh, a topic like that could be, I don't know, not handled as well as you handled it. So mm-hmm. I, I found it hilarious and moving and just fantastic. Uh, it said I was looking, doing some like hunting around and I looked at your seed and spark. So you uh, crowdfunded this. Yeah. Like. I did. Yeah, I did. Um, we shot the first three episodes and then I crowdfunded to shoot the remaining six episodes. And uh, so what was that process like doing the crowdfunding? Like uh, the crowdfunding. <laughs> uh, it was actually great. I was really scared about it beforehand. But, um, you know, it's amazing kind of who shows up for you when you start crowdfunding. And I just got a ton of support from like people from high school who I hadn't spoken to in 20 years and just people on Facebook, like it was amazing how people sort of rally when you're just putting it out there and really trying to do something that your heart's in. Yeah. There, I saw some videos, I think on your Vimeo channel where, where there were what appeared to be rewards that I didn't see listed. Oh. Like you were wearing the like egg costume and with the selfie stick and everything. Was that yeah. something you added in as the crowdfunding was going on? I did. Those were sort of like, if we get to, you know, $3,000 by the end of the day, I'll walk Venice Boardwalk in an egg costume and film (laughs) myself with a selfie stick. Or if we get to, you know, $1,000 by noon, I'll eat three raw eggs. And that was gross. And so I also read that the story that it's somewhat autobiographical. I didn't really see which parts of it were, but I mean, obviously you're a woman who's a screenwriter. So uh, was there anything else beyond that that was autobiographical? Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, um, a couple of my friends uh, froze their eggs. And at the time I was in grad school and I was sort of wondering, like, God, should I be like maxing out my credit cards to do this? Like it was not even on my radar. And um, I for their experiences, one of them had like a very positive egg freezing experience, (laughs) which means (laughs) there's like a lot of eggs in there and you take fertility drugs and then you have them taken out with a needle and it, like everything's fine in a month. The other one basically found out she was infertile. And so that's kind of what inspired uh, 37 Problems was the idea of like, what if you kind of open this Pandora's box and find something that's scary? Yeah, while while you're on this path of trying to create another right. baby, like not to be a cliche about it, but like, yeah. so yeah. Um, did you learn anything about your own life path from creating the series? like, Yeah, I mean, I learned that rather than spending my money on egg freezing, I was spending my money on making a web series about egg freezing. Uh, so I guess that shows where like, my choice was, kind of just, I, that's, where, that's where I put my money, you know, for whatever reason. I didn't put it into this like potential fertility treatment. Yeah, it, I get, I, I, I sort of asked this question as a, creator who also struggles with financing, creating stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, uh, how do you feel having created the show? Um, 
yeah. ma- having made that choice. You know, to I mean, not exactly about not the the freezing eggs make a web series choice, but the choice to be a creative person who invests a yeah. lot into your your art creativity. Yeah. Um. I mean, I. I don't regret it at all. Um, I think it's, you know, you just have to kind of, for me, I just have to like check in with myself and be honest. And the thing that felt really important to me was to explore this in a web series. And I think, you know, by doing it, ironically, I do think it sort of clarified things for me. Like I, I very much went on the same journey as the main character of like, I don't know if I want this thing, you know, maybe I do, maybe I don't like how important is it to me? And then by, I mean, by the end of season one, I don't know what you felt, but I feel like she's sort of more in the pro-baby camp (laughs) than not when the series ends. Um, And so that's kind of where I found myself, like thinking, well, uh, this is probably something I want. On the topic of season one, is there going to be a season two? Do you have plans for that? Yeah, I would like there to be, and I would like it to be about, you know, starting with the kind of exploration of like, okay, if I want to have a baby as a single, you know, screenwriter (laughs) whose career is not huge, um, like, is that even possible? How do I do it on Obamacare, silver plan? You know, it's what are the options for me? Like, that would definitely be kind of the fertility part of the series. And then she would be, you know, continuing to try to make her own work and try to make it in Hollywood. Yeah, and I guess our new uh, regime could have a whole <laughs> different. Yeah, <laughs> you have a d- different take on that with whatever happens with healthcare. But I guess that's in a different topic. <laughs> oh, God, oh. Yeah. Like this sadness <laughs> is falling over me. I looked on uh, an, uh, a Google search this morning after becoming obsessed with this series for <laughs> some of the other things that were mentioned in your uh, in your bio. Like, there's another film. Is it a film called Puddin? Oh, yeah, a short film called Puddin. It's about these two kind of old, grumpy old men who live next to each other, and their friendship is ruined because one thinks that the other's dog, Puddin, peed on his prize-winning roses. So it sort of ruins this friendship, and then you find out it wasn't the neighbor's dog. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of an early short film, but uh, it did well at festivals. Oh, cool. Is it it available anywhere online to see? No, I don't think it is. I think it was sort of um, pre-online days, so it's not up, unfortunately, online. Oh, got it. Any other work that we can check out of yours? Uh, that's available online. This is really the first, um, this is really the first thing that I put online because most of it was theater. And so it's unfortunately that that was one reason why I made this series because as a playwright, it was always so sad that you have this kind of production that's finite and then nothing remains of it except for either good reviews or bad reviews (laughs) and the people who saw it. And those conversations with fellow cast members of like, oh, we yeah. should get together after this. That right, exactly. Happened. That never happens. <laughs> so that's an interesting point. I was wondering about why uh, web series as a um, as a medium for this. Like, because yeah. as I was watching, I was like, oh, this would make a great movie. Like, I could sit through a movie of this story. Is there a reason why you chose to do a web series? Yeah, I was just, I I had been in grad school at UCLA for screenwriting for a few years, just writing scripts and not making anything. And I've been away from the theater world and I just really missed making things. So Mm. I, my last year at UCLA, I did an independent study with this idea that I was going to make a web series and I didn't, you know, I knew it was going to be about women my age. I didn't know exactly like what the hook was going to be. 
but I just really wanted to make something that I could write, direct and star in that would be like something that people could watch again and again, something that people could watch in a serialized fashion or out of order or whatever. I, I really strove to make it so that it would work either way. Mm. And, um, it was just important to me that, um, that I keep creating and putting work out there. Cause I felt like all these scripts were stacking up in a drawer and not seeing the light of day. Oh yeah. Uh, I just thought of it's Cranberry, the character's name, the girl, the daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, was she based on anyone or is she just completely no, imaginary? She, um, well, I did have, uh, my co-star that Stephanie Sanditz who plays September had a babysitting experience <laughs> that we kind of, uh, based it on a little bit, but, um, no, she was an imaginary character. Uh, I love it. I think that, uh, I think that's my favorite episode. I love how like the journey of what happens and how it wraps up. Uh, it's really nice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast and congratulations. Of course. The series is oh, great. Thank you so much. Um, can you really quick tell us where we can find you and the series online? Yes. The series is at 37problems.com. All the episodes are there. And I'm at Lisa Ebersol on Twitter and on Facebook the same. Excellent. Thanks so much for joining me. Okay. Thank you, Mike.
That was Recovery from Rival Consoles. Thank you for listening. Guys, I'm declining. I told you I was feeling a little under the weather. It's getting... I'm ready to go to bed. So I'm going to wrap this thing up. Thanks for listening. Do check out this series, uh, 37 Problems. It's worth watching for sure. And um, I will see you guys next week when my guest will be Jeff from Lucene. Actually, he pronounced Lucene differently when I talked to him. Lucene? I don't know. We'll find out next week. All of us will. Oh, my God, if you could see me right now. I'm going to bed. Have a great week.